0: I'm recording. Yeah. Are you? Hi. Test micro. Yeah. Jeez.
1: Someone's excited to come back after <laughs> ditching us again. After
0: a, a hiatus.
1: <laughs> hey guys, welcome to episode 40 of Res Hockey. I am Trev and we would like to welcome back Dennis, <laughs> Dennis Major. Welcome back, Dennis. Hi, how are you, Trevor? Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to. I know it's. Uh, it's Thanks for joining me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, did you watch the game last night?
1: Uh, which one? The Leafs. Yeah. Were
0: they, was, were they, where they they where they clinched the playoffs?
1: That was an easy two points. Matthew, Matthews, and Marner's tearing it up.
0: They are.
1: But up into the Oilers.
0: They um, they couldn't score. They ran into Darcy Kemper.
1: How to how can the two best goal scorers not score? I don't
0: know.
1: And you got like it's... one in three in the big <laughs> scoring and they can't score.
0: Well, when you run into a hot goalie, you are into a hot goalie. How come How come Nathan McKinnon and uh, Cole, Cole McCarr were shut out last night? Uh, not no. no, no. Darcy Kemper, though.
1: Like, he used to play for Arizona and suck.
0: Mm-hmm. He has a good team in front of him. He has confidence now. Now. <laughs> so, yeah, Orlers lost in the shootouts. there's lost in the shootout. In my shootout history, I don't think I'd ever take a slap shot.
1: No? In no the <laughs> marks? Would you? No. <laughs> I did that on a breakaway one time with Andrew when we were <laughs> playing scrub hockey at the rack. Where from the harsh mark, I took a. A big <laughs> so, if you're Andrew, if you're listening, sorry. I think I scored though. Oh, yeah. Of course. So, yeah, that's pretty funny. Okay. Uh, our guest for episode 40 is currently living in Winnipeg, Manitoba. He's a former major junior player. And Manitoba junior player with uh, Southeast Blades. He played jun- major junior for Sudbury Wolves and Kamloops Blazers. Uh, he had a good, good uh, run playing pro in Southern Pro United Hockey League in that uh, Quebec Seven Pro League. So, uh, our guest for episode forty is Mister Jason Bold. So, looking forward to that interview. Yeah. Sure, he has a lot of good, good uh, fighting stories. So, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause of the week, go for it. Cause of the week, he's legendary. He is the poster boy for Dryden's Last Chance Tournament two years in a row. Oh it's yeah, A little cool picture of him. Yeah, yeah. Is he's uh, the one and only Paul Zadrill, otherwise known as Polly. Polly it's good to have you. It's good to be your friend. It's good to know you. It's good to play D with you once in a while when you're not hurting, when you show when up. He's,
1: when he's healthy. He when was
0: fine.
1: He went skating last Tuesday, and he was flying on the ice. He even had a breakaway. He,
0: of course he will. I I believe it.
1: Crisp passes on the tape. Yeah, Saucers on the tape. Not in the tux. Not in the tux. So, yeah, thanks, Pauly, for uh, – for joining in and being a loyal
0: listener. Yeah. He's, he's going to go to Dryden next year, and uh, he's got to be the poster boy again.
1: <laughs> I saw him comments when they finally changed the, their cover photo on Facebook and yeah. asked why they changed it. <laughs> he was butt hurt about it.
0: I think he was a little uh, hurt. I would
1: be. I would be, too, after two years. Uh Chirping. Chirping. It's a, a big part of the game. Everyone does it. It's there's a fine line of chirping though. Like you don't yeah. want to take it too far and nothing personal. Like you don't te- you don't chirp someone about their appearance. Nope. Like if someone someone had like uh um I don't know, like something wrong with their appearance, you don't chirp that part, right? Mm-hmm. So how far, like Wayne Simmons and Patrick Maroon from Tampa. Between that Tampa and Toronto game, Simmons and Maroon got 10-minute misconducts for chirping. Do you think that's too
0: far? I think it's too far. I think the game... Pat Maroon's right. Fucking sit down. (laughs) My stomach is sore. Okay, I think Pat Maroon's right. I think the game's going the wrong way with that when the refs are calling those penalties. Let them chirp. Sometimes they're hilarious. Sometimes they're funny. More often thought, they're 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 good entertainment. You know who's a good chirper if you ever Google him is Drew Doughty.
1: Is he? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because they throw in F bombs here and there. And, yeah. But uh, do you like that
0: part of the game when the players wear the mics and they chirp? When they're mic'd up, yeah. That's pretty because you don't because when you're watching live <laughs> or when you're watching on TV, you don't hear that game, that's that that facet of the game. People like to hear that. What's do you like chirping when you play? I love to chirp. I just, um, I suck at it though. I'll think, of, I'll think of something good to say tomorrow if you <laughs> chirp me today. <laughs> but no, it's fun. You get players like uh, Luke Garrow, he's good at chirping. Yeah, he, he's good at chirping. Yeah. What's your uh, best
1: chirp right now?
0: Um, I don't know. I've just I seen one. Uh, I've seen a, a coupon has more saves than you, or it's just uh, something I read on the internet or something.
1: <laughs> Did you ever see that one on Facebook when at that NIST tournament, a guy on the bench is chirping a guy on the ice. And he says, "Hey, number eight, the one with the big dink."
0: <laughs> no, I I don't no. think I've ever heard that. <laughs>
1: I just laughed when I saw that. That was a really good chirp.
0: The guy with
1: the big dink. <laughs> but yeah, I think chirping still has to, it's still part of the game. And some guys are good at it and some guys are just shitty at it. And, yeah. But it's, you don't see them taking it far though, right? Insulting their yeah. family or insulting their appearance. Like, yeah, you can insult their skill, but not their. Mm-hmm. Their personal appearance, right? Because so and it was just funny to see that, like, the rest are just being way too soft now. The yeah, start giving out misconducts just for guys chirping at each other. Like, what do you expect? The benches are right beside each other, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they got to start putting the benches across the ice from each other, like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I think they should. Did you ever play in rinks where uh, the benches used to be across from each other?
0: Um, no. Those are, I can't oh, remember that for that. Those are
1: like really old rinks. Yeah, but I don't think any new rinks are made or, made or like made like that no more.
0: No, even the outdoor rinks aren't like that anymore. When I played, way I back, played,
1: I played in a, a rink one time where the two teams had to share a penalty box <laughs> and really? there used to be fights in the penalty box it was pretty funny a lot of those quebec some of those quebec uh, arenas were like that um, one dresser one dressing one <laughs> penalty box no and i played in an arena in the states where like they had one dressing room and all four teams like, uh, one was getting ready, the two were getting ready to go mm-hmm. on the ice, and two were coming off the ice. It was, like, really uncomfortable. It was a time where you had to hide your wallet and hide your wallet in your room. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, chirping, it's a part of the game, and just, I don't know, I'm still going to chirp, even though um, some people might take offense to it. Uh, you're. I don't know. You gotta lighten up. It's it's, yeah. jer- it's it's all jokes, right? You can't take it personal. So, okay. Question for you, Connor McDavid. Yeah, I have an answer. Connor McDavid is he in the same class as a Crosby, Gretzky, and Orr, like a generation player? Yeah. Why is that? I think he is. Well, because
0: he's good. That's it. Yeah. Why? <laughs> well uh, he's uh kind of reminds me of Ovechkin. of McDavid for, the, for, for his first 13 years. He was the man, he's high fly, he's high score, but he didn't he hasn't won he didn't win a championship. I think until you win that, that cup, until you until you lead your team, that's when you'll get noticed as part of that other echelon group of players. How many years that's, has David
1: played? How many years has he played so far?
0: Like six, six years, I think. Really? Yeah. And he's
1: Crosby,
0: only, Crosby. He's only like 24, 25. Well, Crosby won. When he yeah. Won. Oh, yeah. Crosby won in his first uh, five, six years, I think.
1: How come the Oilers aren't winning like how Pittsburgh won when Oilers had a lot of first top five picks, just like it, the uh, Penguins?
0: That was their pack. It was their picks and their coaching. It was a coaching staff. That's what I think. If you look at the players they drafted, um, Jordan Eberle, Taylor Hall, they're all small and quick players, right? But if you put those players back in the era where where uh, Gretzky and Curry played, they fit right in and they they would do that damage. But you can't you, you can't draft a whole line like that. That's it. that was just my humble opinion. Because you look at the old old boys club who was drafting them was like it was Kevin Lowe, McTavish, you know, old oilers, old, old thinking. Oh, yeah. just the, they, wasted, they wasted a lot of potential uh draft picks. But although one thing, one, one pick they stole is uh Leon Dreisidel, who we were talking about that last night. Uh Buffalo had a chance to take him. Do you think Flores should
1: have taken Dreisidel? Just imagine if he was on. Florida, because yeah. they had the first overall pick, right? And they picked yeah. Eric, I mean Aaron Eckblott. Yeah. How good would Florida be right now with with Dry It'd
0: be really good. They would they probably finish what they started back in ninety four.
1: When they made it to the cup finals? Yeah. That's that was like 96.
0: The 90s 90, no 96, uh Detroit won in 96. Okay, 95 then. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Hmm. That's
1: interesting, eh? Like, what if they would have picked? Mm-hmm. Tracy? That's uh, hmm. that's a good question. Okay, parents, we have some yes. advice for you guys, for you parents, um,
0: and you, you peep, and you kids. It's humble pie. You gotta, yes. you gotta fucking swallow this pride. And You guys might not hear this, but if you're in grade ten, grade nine. You're not even, ready,
1: even even 11, 12. Yeah, there's a lot of men's tournaments coming up, and I think personally, um, kids at that age aren't ready to play in men's tournaments. No, um, you got absolutely uh, not. Tim Quante Memorial Tournament happening this weekend, this past weekend, and next weekend. You got the uh, Stuart Stewart R- Stewart Rescue Memorial here yeah. in Kenora, then you got the Freddy in Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, I know I've heard that there's parents who are upset that their kids aren't being asked to play for some of these communities that are playing. And parents, you got to relax. I think don't push your kids to play in these men's tournaments because, like, not to be rude or mean, but some of these players are not going to take it easy on these kids. No. I used to say if these kids want to play with men, they're going to be treated like men. And that's including Getting punched in the face or cross-checked or yeah. getting roughed up,
0: mm-hmm. so Yeah, right, I, it's
1: it's going to ruin their confidence. It's going to ruin their their love for the game, and they're mm-hmm. going to be scared to play.
0: Yeah, or they, like, or they, or they, or they might not even play. They might spend all that money and just sit on the bench for four games because they're not good enough.
1: It's just like uh, kids being drafted into the NHL at eighteen not a lot of kids play make it to the nhl at 18 and when they do they don't get much ice time because no. it's going to hinder their development so cuz i'm hearing some hearing some stuff about parents being upset and wanting their kids to play on certain teams and and these kids are young like grade 9 grade 10 which is what 14 15 years old yeah. so no so don't rush your kids there's always going to be next <laughs> tournaments no yeah. matter what. When your kids, in 10 years from now, when your kid's 25, those tournaments are still going to be there. Let them progress with their own age. and Yeah, absolutely. Like if, they're, if they're playing bantam, midgets, high school, let them just worry and play yeah. that division. Mm-hmm. There's only, there's going to be a couple kids who are going to be good enough to play men's. Yeah. At that mm-hmm. age, but not mm-hmm. everyone's going to be ready. So don't rush it. Don't rush your kids because it's only gonna hurt them and not you, right? Because you're not you're the one that's not that's not yep. playing. And it pisses me off when these parents try to rush their kids and they get Aww. upset yeah. that that they can't play for their home home community attorneys. <laughs> it's like just give it a break, give them a couple of years. Yeah. Why rush it? So
0: yeah, that's my two cents, right? That's right. So, what if you're the organizers of a team, the GM? You're spending all this money on players, and you get pressure to to bring this grade ten kid. Do you, do you play him, knowing that he can cost you a tournament because he's oh. just not because de- he's just not developed enough to play against uh, players like Nick Brier, players like Owen Hendrick, like these? Oh. They're going to be on the ice against them. Like, yeah, they're only in grade ten. Like, fucking, like parents, give him a break.
1: I would talk to the parent and tell him he's not yeah. ready. Yeah. It's. But it's going to be the parent that's going to be more butthurt than anything else, right? Yeah. So parents swallow your damn pride. Yes. There's going to be. His time will come and give him a couple of years.
0: Yeah. Maybe in a couple of years, he's not even going to play because you pressured him. Yeah. So much. Lost, in lost all his confidence because he went to one tournament and he didn't play one single shift.
1: I would not want my kid to get hit by a a grown man.
0: Yeah. That's that's been playing in junior leagues. That knows how to hit. That played pro. Yeah. Like Nick's, my kid's 17 and I'm still kind of
1: iffy about him playing men's tournaments because, I don't know, it's just, men, some men are different. Like, some men are out there that hurt other other players yeah. and play really rough and mm-hmm. well i used to do that <laughs> uh, but yeah come on parents give your head a shake yeah it was a lot of time. <clears throat> with that being said we'll go to our interview with mr jason bone so let's yes. go okay Hey guys, Rez Hockey would like to introduce you our guest for episode 30. He is a former pro hockey player, jiu powwow singer. He's
2: everything, man. <laughs> Rez Hockey would like
1: to uh, introduce you
2: to Jason Bone. Welcome to the show, Jay. Bonjour, gos, Trevor. Uh, Jason Bone, Indigenous cause, uh, Keith queen and Donji. Me and do them. Uh, I said, my name is Jason Bone. I'm from Kesey Queen First Nation in Manitoba. I'm a Turtle Clan. I also said, uh, I'm very happy to be the, uh, one of the helpers for for Medewit, one who works with the sound of the drum, Ron Indian Mandamin. Uh, so, uh, um, in, in nearby Kenora, show Lake. So this is uh um uh my first time uh, on on Trevor's show. So yeah, we got, got, got my Viking, got my uh, Vegas bling, and my and my uh, Manitoba Manitoba second. WHL team Winni- Winnipeg Ice second place first overall, eh? Yeah, I think
1: they are. They're doing good. There's a quick talk about major junior. How would like when you play for Kamloops? How awesome would it have been if uh, Winnipeg had had a team back in your junior days and you were able to play for them?
2: Yeah, it would have been different. I I, I ended up in uh, Kamloops, but I was I was doing all my. Um, junior hockey right there and say ying i uh, I joke around with guys I see at work i I, I say uh, southeast blades all time toughest <laughs> <laughs> walk in the halls like, like the boss <laughs> uh, it's a fun place to work to see guys that uh, play with but yeah no um I remember uh, the store I was playing in uh, southeast blades I was going to university. And uh, we were a last place team and all lot of the, so, and, but uh, I was also uh, starting to do uh, some boxing at that period too for, um, I started a few years before I went, my dad anticipated the way I played hockey that I was going to have to look after myself. So I started training with Jim Lavalley in Winnipeg and he's a former uh, kickboxer and I, and I, and I ended up in Gojo Gym. And that's where uh, I, I started doing some training. So then um, I went to uh, Ontario, and I was trying to uh, get into to university over that way into the states. But then uh, I went to uh, a junior A camp and, and kicked down the front door like the Kool Aid <laughs> Man, the big red Kool Aid Man, clean house, about five times five times there first day camp. And then, uh, but Bert Templeton from Sudbury Wolves was, was there too. So, uh, that bad, he, he tried to pick me up at that period. So I, I was trying to actually scrap my way onto Don Cherry's ice, ice dogs. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, but, uh, Bert Templeton, uh, was going to bring me to, to Sudbury there. And I ended up, um, going back to Southeast Blades and played uh, a couple exhibition games. The coach said to me, uh, my brother is a coach out in uh, Kamloops, Dean Everson, and they're from northern Manitoba. So when uh, I got back to uh, Winnipeg, uh, my <clears throat> I got back to Winnipeg. I played uh, against St. Boniface, and that was the first year they had two fights. So I slugged it out <laughs> first shift, <laughs> played some hockey. I, I, I heard uh, the general manager was there. And then uh and then I punched around uh, they're one of the biggest guys later, but you know what my what and then uh, we went on the bus I went on the bus and I remember we went to McDonald's and they still had pay phones back then so <laughs> I went into McDonald's and I talked to the coach he says you want to be Cal blazer I said yep um, I'd like to I like to be a blazer and and I was on I was on the road to um, I flew to Calgary and then I ended up uh, getting picked up and went to Red Deer to a uh, tournament and uh, three games there and slugged it out there three times. And I was on my, you know what? I remember that when I got to Red Deer, my hand was this sore. So by the third, <laughs> third fight of that camp, I, uh, me and Darcy Horachuk went at it and, uh, and, and that's how I, 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 I um, me and Jorge, we had a good fight, and he got me down. My dad and my uncle and my first cousin Randy said, so "I thought you're done," but I come back up, left, so I got him, and that's how I got it. Got into the WHL at, that year, but by the time I got to uh, Kamloops, my hand was this sore, my my face is busted up. So it took about ten fights to get into Kamloops. And it started in uh, Ontario trying to get into uh, university, trying to go to university route. But I was too mean, too nasty. <laughs> I was telling my telling my kids I was the, the baddest barracuda ever. I used to I used to go into the snake pit, grab cotton mouse, and eat them like gummy worms. <laughs> Fucking make them make ice bears. Eating ice bears like gummy bears. <laughs> Daddy was, Daddy was the baddest barracuda. <laughs> I just like those little talks. <laughs> What's that? Oh, you're cutting. What I cutting. Cutting out there a bit. Uh oh. Say it again. Oh, man, it's, it's, can you hear me good?
1: I hear
2: Shit, man. I can, I, I can hardly hear you. I'm worried, man. I, we got. I'm. I'm uh, apologies for the technical difficulties. There, I got a. Uh, we had uh We had some sort of outage around here, uh, and internet hasn't been, been uh, on. Fuck. I hear you, but it's still. Echoey. Oh man. I I something happened to the audio. I don't even have a headset I can use. Shit. Hey, man. You know what? I we can do this in my lunch hour tomorrow. Okay. Fuck. Uh, okay. You know what? I'll 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 do it with the headset. Everything. Yeah. And uh, fuck. I'm sorry, Trevor. It's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll uh, message you. Okay. You know what? I'm suspecting this might have, this phone could be on the fritz because, uh, what a month ago, kids dropped it in the sink. <laughs> I wonder okay. if I'll message you. Okay. Okay, man. I'll talk. Hey, to you know tomorrow. what? I, 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 hey, look, Hey, I hear you now.
1: Oh, you can hear me now?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh shit. Hey. Eh? Okay.
2: wonder what happened. Well, that's, that's weird. Just, hey I'll I, just I, edit. Hey, it'll be a weird show. Hey man, <laughs> I, well,
1: I won't edit it. We'll just leave this on and people will think what the hell's going on?
2: Yeah, well it, the, I wonder if they'll hear the the, the cutout of mine, but I hear you now.
1: Hear you yeah, now. okay. It's uh people don't like it when I edit it, so we'll just leave it uh we'll just leave it as yeah. it is. It'll be pretty funny. Uh, as I say, uh yeah. How was I saying um, after junior you played all over the US uh, Jacksonville and Quebec how was it playing pro
2: you know I did a lot a lot of fighting in in pro I um, 30 30 fights at least every year I, that was the where I, I, I started that in junior I just always slugged it out um, with, with the intent to be the league champ. My, my thinking was conditioned like that from, from boxing. I was still in into boxing. Um, you know, I really should have stayed. At times, I think if I would have stayed in uh, upstate New York and not gone to Quebec, yeah. I would have had a, a longer career. It would have been a different outcome, a different road. Who knows? But uh, I went for more money up in quebec i went I, I went for uh a sign bonus more than a thousand a week year-round oh, apartment yeah like i they, i was i was what well, i was the closest team in upstate new york and i was fighting every every weekend every all the time and and uh i started doing like i said i was doing some boxing so i continued on over there b- boxing i was actually i actually went out to uh, my I was starting uh, pro. I was already about um, by the time I got to Montreal and started boxing there, I was I opened up, I went from I went from uh, heavyweight to super heavyweight and I went from novice to open in boxing. So I had six a six and all in Manitoba. Huh. And then I came over here and then I jumped into the 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 deeper end uh in quebec i remember i fought a boxing match against a quebec uh he was uh, the super heavy um uh maybe a champ because he was cross home from karate but he was fast i couldn't get him i was just throwing everything but i did we slugged it out at the end and bang i caught him dropped him he got the win <clears throat> but uh I was put on a show and I was walking around. You know how I said I walk around when I kick down doors. <laughs> I walked around like that. So we had a rematch. And you know what? He was too fast. Too, I couldn't get him. I just thrown everything. I was, and I'm pretty fast myself. And he was faster. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So I had some. Uh, but you know who I ran into out there that, that uh, derailed me was Dan. One Punch Tice, and he's uh, oh, a. Yeah. You should get him on the show too. He's a good, he's a legend too. But um, I was, I, I had fought on my box the first first time, and uh, I had a good fight plan. I, I had a good strategy that time. I went into, I went into their rink, in Saint John, and these are the big biker shows where they have amateur boxing and then and then the hockey goons from Quebec. They would fight in the main event, so I'm, I'm, uh, it's a big biker show. And me and Dan Tice are the first the, of a triple co-main co- event of uh, the hockey goons. So and I, me and Tice come out first, and uh, I, I'm nice and tight and everything, and I'm just jabbing, boom, boom. I keep them keep them away and make it the second round, I start laying it to them. I come back, third round, and coach, coach is saying, Get on him, give it to him, and don't stop. And then, so I went in there, and I got stoppage on him, and I was celebrating. Even my, my teammate jumped in and he picked me up. And and apparently, well, he said he didn't like he, that was a motivator from the train harder. And, all that. <laughs> and you know what was going on that time? What was going on that time was the battle of hockey enforcers was supposed to happen out in Prince George. So I was training, I was training. It was supposed to be August 21st. I still remember the day, and I and I said to them, I don't want to have this boxing match, this rematch, one week before I go to, one week before I go to Hawking Enforcers. Now it was like a month before. They didn't cancel it yet. So, anyways, they canceled the event and threw everything off my travel plans. And I was out in Quebec and I was, I was uh, sitting in the bar. sitting in the bar the night before my fight not getting drunk just sitting there thinking con playing life man and should i go home should i split town i had uh but i only had like i had everything i had everything set up i I was just i was waiting around and you know i i i took a fight when i wasn't in my fate wasn't things weren't my i i was i did it to to satisfy uh people who said oh you already put money into the posters and uh-huh. advertised a bunch of people are gonna come and anyways I went there and fuck I had my my hand right here like come get a shot right here I was like here and Ty's come around with a boom <laughs> and and I tell you man uh that was the first time I got knocked out and <laughs> it, like in the boxing ring and I tried to jump up right away but I was wobbly <laughs> Did the junk man shuffle all the <laughs> ring? Boom. Into the turnbuckles, I got up and was still, did they have, Everybody got in the ring telling me, hey, it's all <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a, it was one of the worst days of my, my it was one of my lo, low lights as a fighter, you know. And but uh you know what happened before that was yeah, I had a rough year that year. Bef- previous to that, I had uh, i had. Um, Fought Dean the Machine Mayrand, and and he broke his hand on my head that year in our second fight. <laughs> but you know, and you know what? But fuck, when that happened, we both got hurt that fight because I tore my bicep that time. Then, uh, of course, you're in Quebec, and it's not a good league. It's not a good. Uh, it's not a good. Um, it's not a good. Uh, <clears throat> It's not a good, there's no um, coverage. So I ended up going back, yeah, I ended up going back to the States with the same crew that more or less brought me into, that brought me into pro in the first place, which was my friends, Ryan Pearson, the late Derek Fontaine, who they just had a tournament for. Uh, They lined me up to go down to Adirondack and and play down there. And another guy was, uh, that was there too, was, Conrad, but he went to Lake Charles down in, uh, Texas. And I went oh, yeah. to, I went to upstate New York. Yeah. But I told, I keep telling everybody, man, I was, I was there fighting everybody. And uh, and that's all, that was always the, the, the motto, you know, I used to slug it out with Steve McIntyre in um, Muskegon shot for shot, man. It's on YouTube. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and, uh, but that, of course, you know what? Then he got he, he grew into his bigger body and started knocking guys out. He's a late bloomer, but yeah, there's there's footage of me cracking him around. And even my <laughs> other buddy, Ryan Braun, used to punch him around even, even worse. I heard. <laughs> 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 yeah. so yeah, Braun is uh, was tough too. And Conrad, but we were all out in Quebec there for, for a while. And you know who was really good out, out there in addition to Dan Tice was John racity and of course everybody knows who he is but yeah. just from my my point of view we had a mutual friend the late Darcy johnson and oh yeah you know, yeah and but uh we were we, we uh we, i got to know racity out there but i like to tell people when, when i talk about hockey the toughest guy i ever saw was a native guy racity you know and yeah like, like he, he he was awesome man and and there was a there was a handful handful of us, and, but he was he was the show, in in, in Quebec there was me, Moracity, Johnson, McKay, Braun, uh, Tice was out there, and uh, but we we were slugging Quebecois around and, <laughs> and, and oil riggers and wherever they came from. Including the late Garrett Burnett. I just found out Yeah, today. I
1: just saw that tonight. Yeah I just saw
2: that I just saw that today that he passed. Passed. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how what, what what's gonna what what the outcome was and, and, and when I when I say Garrett Burnett, I, I mean I have I, I have a good memory of him uh training when I was out in Camloops, I joined my, my friend Brett Draney, who went on to trial with Dallas, got cross crosscheck from Bill Gehr and. Oh yeah, nice I remember, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So anyways, we were training and that's where I met. That's where I met Garrett Burnett uh over there. And he was a nice guy to me. And he's like he was he was uh interested in the boxing I was doing too. So I was I was fighting in uh I was already fighting in um, Indian Casino in upstate New York, uh aquasosne had a few okay, fights yep. there. Yeah. Yeah, but uh the boxing, you know, it it never it never, never uh, panned out, but I was just telling my dad the other day when I was watching uh, EOC, I uh, was saying, the war memorial there. He's in. Dad, you come to the war memorial, you ain't going to come there to play hockey. <laughs> and, uh, kick that door down like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> so I, so I, tell my, I tell my kids that joke around. But that's why I, I slugged it out there. You know what? I was there for a Super Bowl. I was there for a the Super Bowl and I tell everybody all the time, you know, it was always really nice stuff over there and seeing like protests of every kind over there. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. And that was uh it was a good time. I, I don't even know who won who played that year, but the atmosphere was just it was just mind boggling to me. <laughs> and the other one that was huge was the Daytona five hundred. That oh f- yeah, that, f- that, f- that was a hundred thousand people stadium. That was a big stadium. It's crazy sad. how those I, uh, southern people filled like that. that. i <laughs> filled that up with Kimbo. Me and Kimbo can fill that up. <laughs> yeah, nice. No, yeah. What I do always, you think
1: uh, of uh, What do you think of today's game? Like uh, with the fighting, and there's not much fighting, and it's a lot of stick work.
2: Do you think you'd be able to handle today's game? Well, you know what? I, I was in a different. I was. I, I wasn't part of an evolution of the game. I remember when I went to uh, Wilkesbury camp with uh, back in um, 2005. That time, that was the the rule change where they started putting uh, putting uh, penalties on everything. And I used to coast through the coast through the neutral zone with my stick sticking around somebody's waist all the time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they cut, that, they cut that out. I remember I got some penalties right away. And, and, uh, no, nah, it wasn't. then so, um, I, I, you know, when I watch, when I watch hockey now, I go watch these guys, the ice. And I like watching Sequoia Swan out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I like his style of hockey. You know, um, I see a little bit of me in him the way he, Goes out there and gets right in people's face, trying to fight all the time. I, I like that stuff, man. I used to, I always used to go pick it and look for it too. And you know, he's he keeps some, he keeps some uh, honest over there, and he's fast and uh, he's good. And I think you should go play some university hockey though and, and develop more, like how uh, White Cloud did.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Uh, you know that's you know that's 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 often what i think about too you know if i would have went to uh college instead of of taking uh the other route and just burnt myself out and you know what i was trying to do montreal and do my uh bachelor of arts over there i was in concordia and i just got fucking uh fucking like me or mayor me and mayor and i hurt my shoulder and my fucking you know, he busted his hand on my head and dropped, dropped me, man. That was the first, those were, I used to think I was, uh, I wasn't going to, that wasn't going to happen to me. I thought I was, uh, destined for the bigger, brighter lights. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the only lights I saw were, the you know, when you come to and those, those lights, <laughs> you got to get the, 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 the animation, the stars. Oh, yeah. The little <laughs> twitty
1: birds flying around you. Yeah.
2: Because how, no, but uh, I-
1: how important
2: is education to you? Well, that was uh, always the goal right from the outset. You know, like I, right from when I was 15, my mom and dad sent me to uh, St. Michael's to to pursue uh, well hockey and education. My mom and dad were among the first two to go to university, uh, Indians in Canada in uh, the seventies, and um, in Brandon University. So, I to the day to this day, I got a very current library of Native studies, uh, including all the old stuff, all the Canadian journals of Native studies dating way back. Um, I was just talking to today about the difference of Native Studies and Indigenous Studies. Uh, Indigenous Studies opens it up to Indigenous people in South America and beyond, but but the 1970s, there was a lot of things going on uh, and, uh, and a lot of it happened right there in Canara, with uh, Peter Kelly and uh, Fred Kelly, late yeah. Peter Kelly, Tobasonic with uh, Aban. And, you know, my dad, my dad says too, you know, he was, one time he went out to, he was supposed to go out to Go rice picking with uh, Fred Kelly, and he only made it as far as Kenora. And my dad said he met—that's where he met the uh, Sanikuta Bun in the in the, in the bar there, and uh, I had a whole bunch of other friends <laughs> from that from the area. And so, and he said he never made it that way, but he—that was the time where there was political uh, political origins were were happening, and those in those times, you know, and, you know, yeah. so I, 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 yeah, I today, you know, um, I've, I've, I'm a PhD candidate at the university of Manitoba. I'm, uh, I'm researching what do Anishinaabe or stories about Bigfoot and, and UFOs start with the star world. What does that tell us about human history? And, yeah. you know, a lot of that research comes right there from the, from the, that uh, I've been uh, so lucky to, to work with is, is right there from Ishkate Zaganung Lake, and, and they base their teachings of that area on uh, those scrolls that are 3,000 years old. And that place over there is 8,000 years old. And it's, it's a story about Manitoba where the spirit sits. It's a real place where, where uh, Kishkazit was uh, taken to the star world and taught, taught, taught uh, spirituality. So I, I yeah, I, 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 I privilege our stories and our history, uh, and, and that's my, my teaching method, and and it's how I'm relearning Ojibwe as well, Bogok and and Mishak, Moose, Sasquatch, you know, and and all these uh, and all the other little uh, characters that are along the way, like uh, mm-hmm. even. Yeah, there's all kinds of little stories. And I was just reading one today, actually. I was reading one today about uh, from the late Basil Johnson. I was just reading about spring and uh, and, and winter. Zegwon and b were two warriors after the same woman. That woman fell in love with Zegwon. But then b come later and was trying to upstage Zegwon <laughs> And then, so there, so it's, it's an older story about uh, a a fight for, for love. You know, what's a real interesting story I'm working on right now is uh, lacrosse. Oh yeah. And and how it's connected to our origin stories, you know, and I didn't know this history when I was a bit younger. I didn't know that, uh, you know, uh, the Mohawk uh, uh, story there that of, that comes from. I wish I knew the guy's name. I'll know the book. It's called The Creator's Game, and uh, and and uh, and, and they, they say that that's two brothers who were given that game to resolve their disputes in a way that doesn't uh, kill them. Yeah. Bend again. Spin again. Here's my dog. <laughs> dog wants to, to see me <laughs> yeah yeah no that's um that's good um um story and I and I I, met, I I did play lacrosse when I was younger too and uh, I still like to play lacrosse when my wife was nurse we were nursing in some communities uh we would staying in river River for a couple of weeks okay. at time yeah and, and I took some lacrosse chicks up there they they Told me go buy some lacrosse sticks. So we 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 started playing some lacrosse so across the rink, man. It was a lot of fun, <laughs> a lot of sweat, and it was yeah, it was good, man, fun. But uh, yeah, I'm still working on that. Where I work now, NFNURK. So so back to your question, yes, education's always been important to me, and it always will be. You know, my teacher, and I'm always learning, and I'll be learning right to the end. That's awesome.
1: Before we let you go, um, I always finish an interview with five rapid NIST questions. They're kind of uh, on the lighter side of the interview. It's kind of just joking around and it's pretty funny. So uh, question number one. uh, Baked or fried bannock?
2: Was it baked?
1: Baked or fried? fried? Yeah. Oh, fried. Easy. (laughs) <laughs> number 2 ever use a bed sheet for a curtain or a door?
2: Oh. Hey right there. <laughs> Don't ask silly questions.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Uh number 3 ever see Ernest Munyas live in concerts?
2: That's my that's one of my uh uncles, man. I married Crossway. Like, really? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh yeah. You know Perfect. What? I'm, I, yeah, I wanna I want to have them uh, headline the 10 year, 11 year anniversary. The king,
1: the king will be there. Uh, <laughs> okay, number uh, question number four: Indian taco or Bannock burger?
2: Bannock burger. Fifth and last question: Can you jig? I can, but I'm not good. My wife is real good, Junior. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right on. Thanks, Jay, for uh, taking the time and uh, coming on the show. We appreciate. it. We'll love to have you back on uh, on a later
2: date. Yeah, yeah, no problem, man. It's a nice, uh, quick show. You have fun show and get into a little bit of stories. But I got a lot more, man. And let's do it again after Ice Wars Three. You know, I should be over there punching. You should. Them, you should, Punching man. them around, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm 41, but I. I can still give her. I'm only. I'm only a few pounds away from a comeback. <laughs> you should. real will love to right. watch. Now <laughs> uh, you know I, I don't play around with uh, taking shots to the head no more and that. <laughs> but that's why I like jujitsu though. So, but yeah, let's catch up again there, Trev. After, yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, course. All right, man. Yeah, be good uh, for coming on. Yep.
1: We'll see love you again. Minute. All right, man. Yep. Peace. Or. <laughs> hey guys, hey guys, welcome uh, back. That was a good welcome. interview with Jason. So, uh good to see a lot of these hockey players getting their education and doing a lot of great things with with our people. So, mm-hmm. thanks again, Jay, for uh coming on the show. <clears throat> okay, we'll do our res Hockey top 5 for this week. Yeah. This week's top 5 is top 5 Nish Dishes.
0: Uh oh. Again, getting, getting and, hungry. Think of this.
1: And these dishes aren't like our traditional food, like fish, um, deer, <laughs> moose meat, and stuff like that. It's just five traditional, well, non-traditional.
0: Stereotypical. Things. How's that? This,
1: yes, that's the <laughs> one I'm looking for.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: number five. Uh this one's wearing. Parents are just wanting to make something quick and shut the kids up when they're loud. Yeah, is uh, hot
0: dogs. Absolutely, can't go wrong with a good hot dog, though. Can't, no kidding. Yeah, you have that photo on your Facebook, eh? Oh yeah. That, that's, damn it!
1: That's the funny thing nowadays. They can't even eat a hot dog with someone taking a picture and posting it.
0: Yeah.
1: So number five is hot dogs. Number four on our list is good old KD and hamburger. Oh. Do you eat that KD and hamburger?
0: I'll eat craft dinner nine times out of ten, but I don't think I'll I've never had the I never wanted to add the hamburger meat though.
1: No, I'll try it out.
0: Interesting. Or, or you can add hot dogs. KD and hot dogs, definitely do you, Yep. When you have KD, do you add cheese whiz? No, I don't. I don't eat cheese whiz. It's a rule in my uh, in my household.
1: Not even on toast.
0: No, man. Why? Because cheese whiz is is not real. It's that still good. Have you? Man. It's fucking horrible. It's I will not endorse bullshit. cheese whiz. I I put cheese whiz where the where olives are in the garbage. If it was up to me in this world, like if I ruled the planet, there would be no olives or cheese whiz. Cheese whiz is good. I can't believe you know the cheese whiz guy. Oh, I believe it. I will not endorse cheese Whiz one bit. Nope. Huh. Yeah. I thought I knew you, man.
1: (laughs) Okay, number... That was number... Number three (laughs) on our list for top five niche dishes is uh, homemade corned beef
0: hash. No, that's a staple.
1: Uh, Throw
0: some onions in there. Yeah, got to go with onions. That's,
1: that's a perfect supper. We used to have that grown up. So mm-hmm. that, was a big, that was a big meal.
0: That, that no, what about, They call what that goulash. About, what about canned corned beef hash? Can, I don't know.
1: No, I have that with what? my eggs.
0: I like eating that with my
1: eggs. So,
0: Just when you think you know a guy.
1: Yeah, I know, right? So <laughs> number,
0: number three is...
1: Corned beef flesh. Number two is hangover soup. Yeah. What's in your hangover soup? Is chicken noodle. I mean like hangover soup, like
0: uh macaroni. You gotta have uh, got macaroni, gotta the macaroni noodles. Some ground beef. Right. Some ground well as well, that's a goulash, right? Uh oh, yeah. the, the hamburger meat, the tomatoes, the Diced tomatoes, I like. Maybe uh, any assorted uh, vegetables you want, peppers. Yeah, you want to ch- dice it up, but usually, usually just onion, um, hamburger meat, uh, macaroni noodles, and uh, yeah. So oh, yeah, that's number two Great. on our list. Hangover
1: soup, yeah. and the number one dish for top five this dish dishes is. Uh, fried bologna, mashed <laughs> potatoes, and cream corn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my mom used to make that, too. So oh. I remember the cream corn at my auntie and uncle's house. Your uh, Indian stink. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our uh, your top five. Those are the
1: dishes. Yes, dishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can't go wrong with any of those. No. So I think that's probably your... your uh, your menu for this week, right there, guys.
0: Yeah, I think Monday to Friday, chef, chef, some stuff up. So, okay, I got a question for you. Another question. Okay, I might have an answer. The most overrated band is. Ooh, probably Megadeth. You think so? Yeah, that's a that's a tough
1: that's a tough answer, man.
0: You think they're overrated? I think they're overrated, yeah. They, I'm not denying that they got talent or they had some good tunes. I just think they're overrated.
1: Yeah, they, I've seen them in concert. They put on a good concert. And, I mean, well, Dave, the lead singer, used to play with Metallica, right? Yeah,
0: Dave Mustaine, yeah. So, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his singing, really. Yeah. But they got good riffs and mm-hmm. their beats good. Yeah, that's like. Yeah, I guess that's... I could see that
0: happening.
1: <laughs> what about just, like, no country or no... Just that...
0: I don't listen to country, so I don't know any country bands. You're sad, man. I refuse to listen to country in my truck. Now, or any of my YouTube playlist, I'll, I'll skip it. Or I'll leave the room. Really? Yeah. Hmm.
1: Well, next time there's a big country act in the city, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go see. Like a Jason Aldean. I'm working that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, a band that's overrated. That's a tough question, really. That really puts you on the spot.
0: Yeah, puts your opinion.
1: See if um, people agree with you. An overrated band is U2. Oh. I don't like U2. Yeah, I, don't. I, don't, I don't think they're good. Sonny Bono is not as <laughs> good as people think he is. So that's my answer. You too, man. Like, I don't like none
0: of their songs. Mm. Um, why do people think they're so good? I don't know. That's a good question, though. They sell a lot of stuff. Hey, do you remember when you have you have an iPhone? Yeah. Do you remember about fucking six or seven years ago when they when they put they when they released their whole their whole album on, on iTunes. Oh yeah that was a pain to get off. Fucking right to us. It was so hard to delete that um, yeah. album off your
1: freaking playlist. <laughs> I know. That was the worst move Apple ever did. It was a
0: horrible move. So <laughs> and it was yeah. you too your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not a
1: fan of you two especially that one song off that Batman movie. I think it was, like, the movie with Val Kilmer in there. They kind of just ruined that movie as well. Well, that movie sucked anyway, so. <laughs> Batman oh Forever, God. I think. Yeah. Okay, kids, I got more good advice. Kids, when you're watching. Yeah. Um. Okay, how can I say this? Watch when you're watching hockey. Just don't turn on the Sports Center or Sportsnet, and just watch the highlights. Watch the whole game. Um, yeah, the highlights are good to see, watch, but most of the time they're leaving out like ninety percent of the game mode yeah. out of the highlights. So, like you want to see good defensive players, like watch Bergeron. Like most, uh, who else is good uh, defensively in the league? Mm, like a capital. Yeah. Off LA. Watch players like that. You just don't want to watch goal scoring all the time because no. most of the time you're not goal, you're not scoring. It's mm-hmm. you're gonna worry about your defensive play. You're gonna watch watch these little two-foot passes.
0: Yep. Just those little ten-foot breakout passes.
1: Ten foot? Yeah. the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so you know. I know notice that a lot of kids just like a lot of TikTok videos and stuff like that, they just post goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's more hockey than just scoring. There's a lot of little things that make this game really fun to watch. So if you want to learn something, just watch the whole game from the first period to the third period. So because there's so many
0: Yeah, even break it down. Watch watch your watch your position. If you're a right winger, watch all Set so the right wings where they are and where they go in, in different situations. Put yourself in those positions. See where you think you would pass the puck, and see where they actually pass the puck and where they set up. Like, there's so many interesting little things that you that you can learn from uh, just watching one period of hockey.
1: Yeah, it's good to watch Austin Matthews snipe the goals. But uh,
0: yeah, ob- uh, absolutely, it is. Like, but if you're a defenseman,
1: watch like Jake Muzzin, like a mm-hmm. nice stay-at-home defenseman, how he plays and. Like a, a Michael Bunting is another good example. Of Dave
0: Bunting. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Michael Bunting. Like said, Dave he, Bunting.
1: He does a lot of dirty work for Matthews and Marner. Yeah, so, and he gets he and he gets a lot of points as well. So watch, yeah, watch the whole game. So you'll learn a lot more stuff yeah. instead of watching these two minute highlight wheels and stuff. So mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. This
0: weekend, what's going yes. on this weekend? This weekend, we got a tournament going on this weekend.
1: Here in Kenora, it's the. It Stu Stewart Stuart? Stuart Redskin Memorial Tournament. Yeah,
0: the f- first annual.
1: Yeah, it was supposed to be in Show Lake 40, but it got moved to the Ku- Kuwaitan Memorial Arena. So, 10 teams so far. We got Saskatchewan Storm, Eagle Lake Chiefs. Oh, Show Lake Flyers, Indian Bay Hawks, White Dog Falcons, Sandy Bay Feathermen, Slate Falls, Long Plain Chiefs, Morgan's Boys—I don't know who who they are—and uh, Pegasus War Chiefs. So if oh, you're yeah. in the Kenora area, come support some. Yeah,
0: great! It's great gonna be good some, hockey. Gonna be some good, gonna be good hockey to watch.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of good players. So, um. um for that weekend, I'm not playing. I was after play, but I don't feel like playing. <laughs> so I'll be coaching. Um, there's a young youth team, Indian Bay Hawks. So it's Nick and his, all his buddies are playing. So okay, all right
0: on. So me and Terry will be behind the bench coaching these young guys. Oh, nice. Jaron playing? Yeah, Jaron's playing. Oh, good. Okay. That'll be good. That'll be decent. let me know when you guys play. If it's a, if it's at a decent hour, maybe I'll wake up and come watch you guys.
1: Okay, yeah, so come out support support uh, the memorial hockey tournament because the late Stuart Rest guy was a big yeah. supporter for hockey in Three. He was a good player and he, he was well respected in the hockey community. So yeah, come out and watch some hockey. Anything else before we take off? I don't think there's anything else I would like to add. No. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, thanks for uh, joining us for episode forty of Res Hockey.
0: Yes, big uh, four zero.
1: I know, right? That's yeah. it's gone by fast.
0: A lot of it good is. memories so far.
1: If you guys have any ideas for uh, guests, or you want to be because of the week, or yeah, or you have a Res Hockey top five, shoot us a message. We're always uh, open to our uh, four Plus- ideas. So.
0: Plus, I'm dry land training, so just stop me when I'm jogging. Just shoot me a message. Talk to me.
1: And if you don't know who (laughs) Bush is when he jogs, he's the guy with the big uh, white Nike shoes. The bad
0: shoes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's true, though. You you can't miss him. No, you can't miss him. So uh, thanks, guys, for joining us, and we will see you next week. Yeah.
0: Peace. Peace.